Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash colo sports guys. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, Ross, it's Rich Eisen. Yeah, it's Carl Mecklenburg. What's up? This is Ty Lawson. This is Jordan Hamilton from the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. From CSG Studios, high above the streets of beautiful Denver, Colorado, you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys. They talk about sports and stuff. And now your hosts, Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, wherever, whenever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for doing it. This is the Colorado Sports Guys Podcast. I am Ross Martin, and per usual, Nate Timmons is here. Walla walla bing bang, everybody out there on the interwebs. Hope you're doing well and not caught in a spidery web. And let's take a moment to welcome Jeff Morton back into the studio. Oh, thank you. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Ting, ting. Walla, walla, bing, bing. Welcome back, Jeff. Oh, I got the applause this time. Thank you. I th- this, normally, the studio audience isn't here. It's good to have you. It's good to have you back here. It's good to be here. We have a lot to talk about. The Denver Broncos are how many wins? Nine? Nine wins? Nine and three. Nine and three. AFC West Divisional Champions. After that uh, victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, seven we're going to talk about that. Yeah, seven in a row might even be the most important little nugget there. Oh, speaking of nuggets, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> nice transition, nice Ross. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good job, Ross. Denver Nuggets uh, are playing basketball almost every other day. <laughs> and we have two of the Denver Stiffs here to talk about that. I'm talking about you guys. We're also going to talk about the University of Colorado, the CU Buffaloes, and their quest for a new coach. There's some developments and some things and some rumors and some lots of stuff going on. I don't believe at this point there's been any official announcement, but uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a lot of stuff going on. A lot, a lot of stuff, and we're going to get into all that. But before we do that, I would like to remind everybody to check out coloradosportsguys.com. There you can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, and our Amazon.com affiliate link. If you don't know about this link, then here I'm going to explain it to you. The ColoradoSportsGuys.com website has a link at the top, the Amazon banner. If you shop at Amazon and you listen to this podcast and you want to support this podcast, go to Colorado Sports Guys first. Click that banner. It's very, very simple. It takes an extra second or two. Then you do your normal shopping. You don't pay anything extra, and we get a little cut, a little percentage. And I have to thank everybody who's been doing that because the month of November was a phenomenal month for us. We have uh, seen some very big purchases come through there. Somebody bought, I think I mentioned this last week, somebody bought an $800 TV. People are buying Xboxes. People are buying whole seasons of television shows through Amazon Instant. People uh, are buying people on there. People are buying, yes, yes. Great. This is in Mississippi. It's a human trafficking site as well. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, check it out and keep helping us out. We love that you do. If you'd like to c- contact us, you can email us, show at ColoradoSportsGuys.com 
or use our phone number, 720-722-1274. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. You can text us at that number. And while you're at it, why don't you try and win some tickets to the Denver Broncos hosting the Browns on December 23rd. It's coming down to the wire. we got only a week or two left before we're giving away two very good tickets to that game. Just for the listeners of this podcast, we have not been promoting this on Twitter. We have not been promoting this anywhere else but right here. So thank you guys for listening, and we want to pay you back a little bit for a couple free tickets. So how you win those, call 720-722-1274 and leave a voicemail. Pitch us. Give us your most compelling argument on why you deserve those tickets, and you will not be disappointed if you win and get those. Is that it? Sure. Is that all the business? <laughs> It's a lot of business. <laughs> it's a lot of business. I got to admit, I stopped paying attention about this. <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> not to say that the advertisers aren't aren't important to the Colorado Sports Guys broadcast. But there's better things to think about, like the no. freaking Broncos. But we'll there get we into sports talk and all that a little bit later. I want to address something real quick Uh-oh. before we get going. I, Nate, uh, Jeff... Yes. You, we have to talk to Nate about something. Oh God! Okay. And this is a, uh, you know, this isn't an inter. Is not an intervention. Oh. Okay. But I just want to talk Damn, a little bit about Nate Timmons' fear of success. Okay. What What is your fear of success? Like what What you know? We all have it, but this seems to be a, a constant thing. And then I'm talking specifically about the promotion of the Colorado Sports Guys <laughs> podcast. I'm scared of it. Uh, looks. Terrifying. Let me ask you one question. What, uh, can you explain to me what morning mayhem is? What is morning mayhem? I think it might be when you wake up, uh, you're angry, you start throwing stuff. Yeah. This is, this is, this is the answer I expected. (laughs) This is the answer I expected. Uh, Ross, I really think he legitimately (laughs) believes that. (laughs) I am uh, sitting around at the new job today in in one of these, uh, these meetings that they do with people who start a new job. They, They call them training. Yes. And I get a text message from a friend of mine. He says, I heard Nate Timmons on Morning Mayhem. Local well, sports like, talk radio, I'm Mile like, High Sports. <laughs> oh, now 93, you remember. 93.7. And, of course, the, you're calling in, and they introduce you as the guy from DenverStiffs.com, yep. which you are. I was trying to make some very good points about Breaking Bad, Dexter, and How I Met Your Mother driving while driving no, to the Pepsi Center. No mention of the Color Sports Guys podcast, huh? No. not didn't cross your mind at all. It didn't. Never, never came up. I mean, you don't want people to listen to this <laughs> podcast. Is that I don't. No. <laughs> you you want to turn this off? You want to keep yeah, it? A, yeah. You want to keep it a secret? It's a secret. Only people that find it via the web should listen. I can envision a situation where you're, you know, at a at a social gathering and somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, Nate, heard you doing this wildly successful sports podcast." And you go, "Hmm, what? No, not, what are you talking about? Not, not me. I don't know what you." I don't know what you're talking about. No. Are you afraid of self-promotion? I know. I, I, you know. I... What's a, what's a podcast? <laughs> what's a, yeah. What's a podcast? Not a huge self-promoter. Did promote Stiff's Night Out on that radio show. You did. <laughs> oh, well, then there we go. <laughs> I, I promoted Stiff's Night Out on uh, Kenny and uh, Dean Denver's show. I did not know that, but, but now uh, I'm mad at you. I too. would I would have... You know, I, I never think about promoting Colorado Sports Guys because I'm not an official member of Colorado Sports Guys. Right? That's true. And you never will be with that oh, attitude. God. I haven't sucked <laughs> up enough. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> but at any rate, I understand. You know, we're a hipster program, you know? It's only cool when nobody listens to it. But I get it. It's cool. But no, honestly, what is Morning Mayhem? It's uh, a morning show. Yeah, that was sports radio. They've got to have at least 100,000 people listening. First time I'd listened to the show, actually. Just cruising down to uh, Pepsi and just flipped on 93.7, and they're talking about sitcoms. So Who's like, the, who are the hosts of that? Uh, Cello Romano and someone else. His guy's name is Cello? Cello. Oh. Cello Romano, uh, Justin Williams, I believe is his name. Danny Williams. Danny Williams. Yeah. Bob Balaban. I was expecting people I've actually heard of. Doing a great job promoting right. that show for <laughs> Nate is not in charge of promotion All for right, anyone. Well, you know what? I'm glad, you know what? I'm glad you didn't mention it. Doesn't sound like many people would have heard it. Come uh, listen to the Colorado Sports Dudes. <laughs> what was that? Wait, dot net? Colorado Sports Dudes dot Featuring net? Rob Morton and uh Wait. <laughs> North. Uh, more. You know, but you know what's funny is we do this show twice a week. We do them on Tuesdays, nights usually, and uh, we do them on Thursdays. And Thursdays is our Gamblers of the Storm on the Storm episode. Right. And I noticed that we get about half the listeners on the midweek show, the Thursday show, than we do on the normal, like the original, the flagship ep- show, if you will. That sounds yes. good. Yeah, I like the that. Flagship. The flagship. Yeah. So this like, is like Law and Order, and that's like Law and Order boom, SVU. Boom, boom, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank you. But I have to say, um, I personally think that the, the Thursday show is even better. It's a little bit shorter. It's usually around thirty minutes. If you're listening to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, the flagship episode, I would recommend you listeners to check out the other one as well because it's. Sometimes better. It's definitely for the casual fan out there. There's very little actual sports talk. A lot of uh, riffing. Yeah, maybe the gamblers <laughs> on the storm like uh, is turning people off because they're not gamblers and they don't really, you know, care. They don't it. care about the weekly picks, but it's it's really not about the picks. I think it's, we, I think it's more fun. We mention the picks every once in a while. Yeah, it's just a really fun, good time. Just a really great, you know, thirty minutes. You know, everybody's just having a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be bopping and scatting all over the place. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I don't know what about you, but I just scatted. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Probably not good. <laughs> Take a quick one. We'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about some sports and all that stuff. But before we do, you guys have anything to report? You guys have any big news? Anything? I don't have big news. I have a story for sure. Hey, well, don't minimize it. I got stories. I got stories. (laughs) It's not big news. It's just a a story. (laughs) Let's just, let's, uh, hey, Timmons, the floor is yours. Have you guys been, have you guys, uh, do you guys dabble into the MTV world still or do you steer clear? Is MTV a, uh, music television? Cable channel still? Then no. Some type of music. I have not seen MTV for years. Mm-mm. They got a good dot com as well. Um, did you guys see the movie Catfish? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I have actually. You've finally seen the movie I haven't seen. So okay, well, it's a documentary <clears throat> style about a guy that uh, falls in love via online with a catfish. Doesn't meet the girl. Oh, okay, with the supposedly girl. a girl. Yeah, the name is uh, <laughs> not has no relevance. It's kind of a weird. Really? Yeah. yeah the very name. Odd. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, a Clockwork Orange. You know, like oh, that's a great movie. It doesn't, yeah, good movie, but that name means you know, yeah, they nothing. really mean something. It doesn't yeah. describe yeah. the movie. I didn't know anything about Catfish either. I'd seen like a preview, and the preview shows like this happy-go-lucky, fun relationship starting out over the web, and then this guy gets kind of uh, on a whim, decides to drive to where this girl lives, and he 
can piece together probably where her house is based on the information he's gathered from her. Kind of creepy, but. So you did see this movie or you did I not? I did. Oh, but okay. the, this is the preview I saw in the preview. He drives up to the house and it's, looks kind of like it's country and he's kind of going up like, is anybody here? I don't know what's really going on. And that was all I saw. Spooky! Yeah, so I thought it was going to be a horror movie. I was like, this is going to be awesome. This guy's going to get kidnapped. They're going to torture him. It's going to be great. And uh, the actual movie, no, he just goes to the house and finds out that this uh, 20-something. Ooh, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. This movie's this been out for a couple years, so <laughs> too bad. But he finds uh, the the person that he'd fallen in love with is not who it seems. Here, I'll just leave it that way. Huh? Is it a, is it a dude? Uh, I'm not going to say what actually happened, but it's kind of crazy. But MTV has now built a show with this guy around this concept of people online dating that have never met. And this guy's helping them actually meet so they can see if the person they're dating is who they say they are. Oh, interesting. Very mixed results thus far. This movie I saw and I liked it. I thought it was riveting. It was very well done. But then – What's riveting mean really? At some point – riveting means it it grasps grasps your attention. It's like a page turner. Yeah. It's like you want to – you're on the edge of your seat wanting to see what happens. You paid for the old thing, but you only need the edge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that analogy. But uh, it, it, it pissed me off once I figured out that whatever. We won't ruin it. But uh, So now they made a TV show. Yeah, it's not a horror movie, and I was highly disappointed that it wasn't a horror movie. But yeah, now it's a TV show, and I'm watching the show, and I'm like, okay, either there's a lot of dumb people out there. Yes. Or there's just a lot of really stupid people out there. Yes. And yes. Because these are people that are they're falling in love online and they're having these relationships built around technology, yet they're failing to use the actual technology they have. Like here's one easy thing. If you have an iPhone, FaceTime. If you have a computer, Skype, then you actually see who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. these, these people are like, well, no, they every time we want to Skype, they're like – well, I don't know how to do that on my end, or oh, that's not going to work. Or how about I come see you? Well, I'm busy this weekend. Uh, it's like really, like you're gonna like, I don't know. It's crazy. There's a lot well, of people a- out there yearning for love, and they will lie to themselves yeah. in order to yes. keep this feeling going. Lying and to themselves. Uh, that's exactly self-deception. What this, yeah. That's what it should be called then. Lying to yourself. Lying to yourself. Because, well, no, there's a lot of the there's a lot of delusion that goes with it because there's an anonymity that comes with having. No real risk involved with someone having to see you. So, you know, it's like, you know, and like, you know, make yeah, pantomiming, <laughs> typing, making up whatever you can about yourself. You know, I'd say if it was me, I'm five foot seven. So I can maybe me saying, okay, I am like six foot two. Oh, I really like to meet you. Okay, I'm going to find some stilts. <laughs> cowboy <laughs> boots. Yeah. Always go with the cowboy boots. Yeah. Yep. Those give you three, four inches tops. And an attitude. <laughs> Probably. I'll wear the tallest 10-gallon hat I can find. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I found that show via On Demand, and I plowed through the first three episodes in, uh, I don't know what it was, 40 minutes an episode. So I watched them back to back. Loved yep. it. Yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> Oh, it's awful. And the name Catfish, it was like, am I hungry for catfish now? No, I'm not. <laughs> am I, if catfish means unfulfilled expectations, then yes, I'm hungry for that all the time. It's like you thought you were talking to a salmon the whole time, but it turned out just to be a catfish. Bam. Boom. Right? Yeah. 
So that was my crazy story. That was that was my weekend. <laughs> that, was, that was great. <laughs> Is there a moral to this story, uh, <laughs> Yes. Get Skype or an iPhone. That segment was brought to you by Nate Timmons Ankle Socks. <laughs> oh, check it out. Wearing regular regular crew socks. Oh my god. Oh, look at that. You're, I'm not uh, wearing any socks your, at all. Your uh, upper Achilles tendon must be so warm. It's and my last stuffy. pair of uh, crew socks. They're old white Nikes. <laughs> Excellent. How about oh. you guys? <laughs> this has been this has been a very Nate heavy uh, segment. Here. I can, uh, yeah. Well, it was well, my story, so yeah. But uh, no, I mean before that, you know, in quizzing you about your non lack of promotion and stuff like that, your fear of success is, is oh, what, yeah. I, what I thought it was. Uh, no, I have no story, so that's fine. My all my expectations are routinely unfulfilled, but I don't need the internet for that, so. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. There's some, a lot of pain. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Well, good deal. Well, gents, let's do this. Hey, why don't we uh, play some music here? Take a break. Come back. Let's get to what we really want to talk about here. And that's uh, me watching reruns of The Wire. Really? The no, Wire? I, I was going to say. Broncos. <laughs> Did I mention how great it is to have you back in the studio, Jeff Morton? Not recently. I didn't. I just need to say, Nate Timmons and I were, you know, we've been, I feel like we've kind of lost some of that, uh, that fire, you know, that, that spark. Studio feels more palatially today. Yeah, it feels a little more, uh, like there's a little more energy here, thanks to you. Mother, everyone needs a little bit of Morton. A little bit of Morton once a month. The old Morton. <laughs> The Mort Report. The old Mort Report. <laughs> no, okay, since you said that, by the way, since all my friends listen to the podcast, right, whenever I refer it. That and... would explain that uh, three-person bump every time yes. you're on the episode. <laughs> Man! <laughs> <laughs> this guy is bringing in the money. <laughs> no, uh, that they all, they've now, because of that episode where you said the Mort Report, now and they all say the Mort Report every time they see me. Nice. So we have you to thank for that uh, there. Nathan? I am great at nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be written on your gravestone. <laughs> Here lies Nate Timmons. I was great at nicknames. <laughs> once renamed my buddy's dog from uh, Petey to Mr. Snickers. That was a good one. Ah, was there any particular good. reason for that? I probably just really wanted to sniff. <laughs> you probably bring that up every time you're a guest on a radio show, too. You're like, hey, you remember that time I did that thing? But you don't want to mention Father Sports it's a good Guys promo. podcast. It's a good promo for my humor right there. <laughs> Butch Jones. Butch Jones. So yes, Butch. last week we were talking about the firing of John Embry from the, from the, from CU. And we were talking about some of the comments that Bill McCartney had made, some of this racist stuff, all this stuff. And I basically had proudly exclaimed, well, now they absolutely have to hire a black coach because then they'll really look racist. I was right? just going to say that. <laughs> and uh, Butch Jones, I, you know, I was right. They're going to be hiring a black coach. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So uh, I, I'll go ahead and pat myself on the back for that one. Butch Jones from Cincinnati. I doubt he'll be hired. He's got to be African American. I think he belongs in uh, Bill Simmons' Reggie Cleveland. He's a he's a. You can set your watch to his hair, I believe. 
He's, he wears hats every time I've seen him. No, he's got the he's got the crew crew the, the flat top. Oh, he does. Yes, and it's uh, makes makes you think you're going to be yelled at every time you look at him. Like uh, play from Kid and Play. Not the high fade. No. Oh, okay. It's more like the Howie the Howie Long. <laughs> the Howie Long say. flat top. Yeah. Did I steal your thunder on that, Timmons? What? The, what I just said? Howie Long? No. Is that what I just? The other said? thing. No, I was just gonna, you were mentioning that and I was like, yeah. Blah, Ross blah, just because figured, of his, because, because if, of if it was about hip hop, that <laughs> you were gonna mention it. You're talking kid and play or the whole Bush <laughs> Jones thing? I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what's going on? Nate checks out. I don't know what's going on over here. No, I was gonna say with him, he belongs in the Reggie Cleveland All-Stars because Lyle Allen Butch Jones Jr. is actually white. White? He is a white man. Yes. Um, and he's also, he's, he's 44 years old. He's built a Cincinnati program that uh, you could pretty much say it's still Brian Kelly's program. He's only been at Cincinnati since after 2010. Yeah. He's been there for two years. He's playing with uh, the house money, Brian Kelly's players. This is not a good hire. There, there's been uh, speculation that he's going to give this guy $2.5 million a year. 2.7. Yeah, I heard some of the day like, Almost fourteen million over five years. And yeah, I think it's good math. Three year, five. Excuse me, five years, thirteen point something million. And the promise, 15. the promise of renovating Folsom Field as well. Some things of that nature, perhaps, have been discussed. Yeah, promise to renovate the Dalward Center, uh, and uh, which is the athletic center over there, and the um, and the coaches' offices and all that stuff at the at the university, and a Just, promise to renovate and expand. Folsom Field. Just what Butch Jones needs is a great big office to coach losing football out of. So is he going to be coaching Embry's team? Is he going to be riding Embry's coattails <laughs> now, as he did? I mean, I mean, I don't. I think he's. I don't think he's going to be riding anyone's coattails. <laughs> I I think it's weird that anybody would want to come to see you in the situation that it's in now, other than just the money. Granted, this guy was making one point six in his. You know, a few years from now, he was set to get, you know, pay increases every year, and then that would eventually get to about $2 million. But Cincinnati has said they're going to, they would renegotiate with him. I just don't understand. Don't you, I mean, is it possible to re, like, change the course of a college football team in one year? Is that possible? No. I mean, you, you have to bring in young kids to, you know, you have to recruit well and let those kids develop into good sophomore, junior, and senior football players. So I don't understand. I I, I don't know. I'm at a loss on this. And, and I and I guess if I cared more about college football, I might be, you know, maybe I'd understand more about why this guy would be a good hire. But I don't see it. I don't get it. I, uh, well, I do know that I was right about Jack Del Rio. <laughs> He's not getting hired. There. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I think his son, his son committed. Where, which school did he commit to? South Carolina or something like that. Jack Del Rio's son of Valor yeah, Christian. Valor Christian, something like that. Like, By the way, last week I said uh, that uh, what's his face? Dave Logan. Dave Logan was, was at Valor. He's at Cherry Creek. So <laughs> whatever. Timmons. <laughs> like I'm not. I guess I'm not following. Him. Well, if you want to talk about quick turnarounds, I mean, just look at Brian Kelly, the guy that vacated that Cincinnati job. Uh, he went to Notre Dame in 2010. We're here in 2012, and he's playing for the national title. So, I mean, that's about as quick as you can do it. And yeah, two years. This is his third year, right? So Yeah, yeah and, I mean, and Notre Dame was not 
in a place where they should be. I mean, he's taken a lot of the players that were already there, like uh, Teo, who's up for the Heisman. The linebacker there was not a Brian Kelly recruit. He was there in the old regime. Charlie Weiss. So he's taken some of those Charlie Weiss guys, and he's turned them into this uh, national title team. Molded them. Molded them out of his own hands. But, I mean, (laughs) Notre Dame wasn't even ranked, I don't think, in the Weiss era very often. I think they played in a Sugar Bowl one year. But Brian Kelly's done it rather quickly. Uh, is CU on the same pace there? No. <laughs> I mean, well, well the way I, I see Notre Dame is that's got to be the easiest coaching job ever, right? I mean, we've seen guys, big name guys, go and fail at it, but come on, it's Notre Dame. They're the only team in the country that has their own contract with NBC, with any network. Everything else is done by the conference. You have all the money in the world to spend on everything. How hard could it be? And if Notre Dame's good, they get a lot of national attention from the ranking system as well. If they're average, they get, you know what I mean? They're always kind of... They start every year at least ranked, and then they you know fall out after they get beat a few times. But, you know, yeah, Butch Davis, is he going to be able to come in if it was him and but, turn but, CU around? Butch Jones, my man, Butch Jones. Oh, am I saying Butch, Butch Davis? Jones. Butch Davis was the Butch former Jones. coach of Notre Dame, as I recall. Yeah, the disgraced coach at, yeah. uh, in the NFL with the Browns, drafted uh, Tommy Couch or Tim Couch. Tim Couch. I get everybody's name wrong today. <laughs> today. Can't get his own podcast today. name right. <laughs> Tell me what DenverSportsDudes.biz. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, this is all a moot point. He's not going to be hired. <laughs> oh, he's not. He's not going to take the job. I thought he already did. I no, well, Ross, you just mentioned the best part. He's making one point six million at Cincinnati, and you said they'd be willing to renegotiate his deal. So why not go interview at CU just to get a pay bump at Cincinnati? That's all. Duh. If he if he Duh. was if he was going to take the job, he would have taken it yesterday, and that's that's when he was being paraded around Boulder. But <clears throat> at this point, uh, I just don't see it. I don't think he's going to be there. I don't think he'll be the coach. Jeff Morton, not buying. I'm not buying Butch, Butch. Jones. All right, hey. I'm not a fan of the Butches. Well, the other thing I don't really. The, the other thing that was about this this whole story with That's CU too. Maybe. But the whole thing about you know the CU coaching situation that's kind of stunk over the last week is you know McCartney, Embry, even Joel Klatt, all these guys coming out heavily against you know Mike Bone and the. What do you call them? The administration there, or whatever, saying these guys are racist. These yeah. guys are, you know, they're not paying for anything the team needs. Embry's having to foot stuff out of his own pocket. So it's like, okay, you guys realize you Buffs fans for life that you are hurting the program by saying they're racist, that yeah. they're not paying for anything for students. Uh, wow, who's going to want to go there under those conditions? Well, it, it, you just kind of stack the deck against the co- whoever's coming in. You know, it's it's. They haven't helped. I understand them being angry that their boy got fired, but what do you mean, boy? Their boy, oh. Buffs fans for life, man. That group is. And I don't, I don't mean boy. I mean <laughs> oh, yeah. their boy. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I, I I get annoyed at is when you hear guys like you know, uh, Bill McCartney, right? Joel Klatt. I mean, I didn't hear Joel Klatt talk about this. Arrogant um, douchebag. Uh, he wasn't really else? talking. He was more screaming at Vic Lombardi, at Vic Lombardi and yeah. his co-host uh, Mike Evans. Vic, oh, screaming at them. That was. I happened to be laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, listening to this crap. Well, the easiest. <laughs> <laughs> 
The easiest thing in the world is to have an opinion that can't be argued with, right? I mean, you can, and one of those opinions is when you talk about things being racist, right? When you say, oh, this guy, you know, it's a racist organization and it's blah, 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 and it's blah, blah, blah. It's like you can't argue with that because then you look like a racist, right? And so I don't, I find those types of arguments is like they're kind of missing the point, right? And it doesn't do John Embry any, favors or any black coach anywhere um, any favors because you know if you want to get hired as a football coach right you should be a good football coach number one and you should be deserving of that position and then if you get fired for being a bad football coach yet there all these excuses are made about you and and saying well you were fired just because you were black well then what did he learn about the whole situation and, and how's he ever going to be a better uh, coach and the bottom line is, is he was not a very good coach yeah and i see this type of stuff all the time. Uh, it was on uh, Sunday Night Football, I think. You know, when we were, I was watching uh, Bob Costas at halftime, and he, you know, starts to go on this little uh, tirade about uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs player who goes and, and and kills his girlfriend, then drives the stadium, commits suicide, you know, in front of in front of the the coaches and, and the GM, yeah. you know, Pioli, and it, and it's like, and Bob Costas is sitting there saying, "Well, you know, all I know is if he didn't have a gun." He would, he and his girlfriend would be alive today. And it's like, that's the same type of argument when you're talking about, oh, he was fired because he was black. Fine. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's true in some small sense, but it doesn't help anything. It doesn't solve the problem. And, and it's like, you can't sit there and constantly say people are fired because they're black over and over and over again just because you're, you know, a black guy gets fired. It, it doesn't help anything. If there's a real problem with like racism and, and institutional racism, then then stop calling a bad coach, you know, stop calling that out when when John Emery gets fired after four wins in two seasons and no hope for recovery. Stop calling that situation racist because I don't see it as racist. Well, but really, I could see that happening in some places. And it really just felt like that the Buffs for Life guys with McCartney and with Embry had like almost had a meeting where they're like, how can we get Mike Bone fired? Like, let's come up with this racist thing, and then maybe that'll get him out because we need Mike Bone we need control of this program. They are all consumed at this point. I was listening to Alfred uh, Williams and DMAC, <clears throat> and I usually don't listen to their show because there's only so much I can take of DMAC. But there is, I was listening to him about this information coming out today about Butch Jones most likely not taking the job and. Everyone I've talked to at CU is thinking we're really pessimistic. They're like, this, he would have taken the job yesterday if he was going to take it. So I was listening to that, and Alfred Williams just basically came out and said, I'm not supporting the program until they fire Mike Bone. And if that's your all-consuming goal, then you're not helping the program. You know, Mike Bone should be fired for many reasons, but you better hope he gets the right coach. This yeah. time, because he's the one making the decision. But at the same know? point, he's done very well for the basketball team. Very well. I mean, if you're just judging it based off of results, I mean, the basketball team's looking pretty good. Tad Boyle's one of the best coaches in the country. Yeah. And and so is uh, Larry Eustachie at uh, CSU. I mean, the, the, who would You know have Mike thought? Bone doesn't uh, hire people at CSU. No, I'm not. <laughs> Make it a greater point. Uh, the greater point of this whole thing is that there's, you know, basketball's on the rise in Colorado. And had good coaching hires like Tad Boyle, which was, I mean, who would have thought at the time hiring Tad Boyle would cause the CU program to be like win a Pac-12 tournament and um, 
uh, go to the NCAA tournament, which they hadn't been to since 2003. Maybe their goal should now be be the best basketball school in in a great football conference. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's much cheaper to pay off 11 basketball players than it is well, 52 football players. Well, I gotta, I gotta say that their path <laughs> you know, to it's winning. It's 11 Mercedes or Lexuses <laughs> instead of 52. This, this isn't, this isn't SMU. Um, it's um, just economics, guys. It's just pure economics. There's, the, but there's, I mean, the Pac-12 is not the greatest basketball conference, so. I said, I said, yeah, that's what I said. I said be the best basketball school in, in the great worst. football. In a great football conference. In a great, great football conference. Just like Duke, right? Or North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Duke and North Carolina are in bad basketball are, conferences? Are good, good. good basketball schools and but the, good ba- football conferences. <laughs> oh, okay. But the ACC is. Confuse yourself there. <laughs> I'm sure how that – ACC is a good basketball conference. It's a good basketball conference. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, kind of like. like the best one, perhaps? <laughs> what about SEC, Florida? Are they even in the SEC? I don't know. Yes, they are. Oh, God. College sports. What a fraud. <laughs> Blue chips. But it doesn't really feel like, like I, I don't know, I mean, is CU's football program ever going to get back on track, or should they just get rid of the whole There's thing? There's been a concerted effort, I think, by certain elements within Boulder and in the administration to uh, – Minimize and basically cripple the CU football program. Plus, they're they're limited by the fact of this ridiculous state of Colorado rules that you can't hire a you can only hire and keep on a contract six assistants. So he and and the rest of the assistants are paid yearly. I mean, it's like basically you have to you have to you can't contract them. They have to be paid. As, you know, as you go. Yeah, I've heard about that. <clears throat> and yeah. which is, this is not a university rule. That's the state of Colorado, yeah, um, like, dictates that. Like Tabor or something. That's weird, that right? dumbass Tabor law. And, and what that does is that, I mean, no offense to anyone who happens to support the taxpayer bill of rights. I just happen to think it's bullshit. Um, but there is, <laughs> there is a, but what that does is it completely hampers their ability to retain good assistance. At the school, you know, and the assistants are what make the coaches. Well, if you, you get know. a really good football school, though, I mean, if you look around the country, what happens when you have a good program? You have, you know, stuff like Penn State happens where you have this horrific events that get covered up for the good of the football program. You have, you know, sanctions. At yeah, the name, USC. yeah. Name one assistant coach in Penn State history. <laughs> But I mean, you know what I mean? You get these big time <laughs> programs and you get all these sanctions that have come down from almost every school. I mean, I USC faced them, uh, I don't know, what are other schools that have faced sanctions, big programs? College sports. Auburn is- had all that controversy around Cam Newton. So I mean, maybe there is a real reason to like, hey, last time CU was trying to get a good football program, we had all this terrible stuff happening. So let's just keep it bad so that it doesn't cause national embarrassment. Well, it, it, it's, there's an argument to be made, I guess, but you know, in, in you know, college sports is, just dirty as it can be. So, and then it's probably because they're not, you know, these are not paid athletes. They're not professionals and you can't get away and you can get away with far more with, uh, amateur athletics than you can with, uh, professional athletics. And that's why you don't see as much corruption. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, coach corruption at, at the professional level. So, you know, at this point though, I mean, CU is in a bind and I don't know how, what they're going to do. I really don't. I think they'll be all right. Yeah. Butch Jones. He's coming in. Way too much CU. I think he's coming. I think they, I think they, I think they're 
inking it right now. This isn't this isn't gamblers on the storm. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're inking it. Deal will be, deal will be done Jones. by the morning. <laughs> Butch Jones just breaking on Twitter. Official coach at CU. <laughs> breaking on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. He Great is news. The, uh, making it up. Officially the head coach of CU Buffs or the head coach of Cincinnati again. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. What did you say? Cincinnati. What? Did I say Bengals? I think so. That's the Bearcats. <laughs> Bearcats. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Kenyon Martin's old. The school. mythical beast. The Bearcat. <laughs> Wasn't Nick Van Exel from, uh, oh yeah. Cincinnati? That's right. Oh yeah. Legend. <laughs> Same with, uh, Demar Johnson. DeMar another popular guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to have to talk some Broncos. You know, on my list here, I had Duggets up next. Sweet. Your you list sucks. Save it? You want to save it for the, <laughs> save it for the end? We can go Nuggets now. I'm good with that. Whatever your list says, well, we, man. We made, the, we made the commitment to include Ross in this discussion, so this may be Denver a short one. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> Denver Nuggets are, at this point in the season, doing very, very good to bad, somewhere in between. Uh, sometimes they make shots. Sometimes they miss them. Sometimes they win. Sometimes they lose. Sometimes people are upset with how they play. Sometimes they're very pleased with it. Or sometimes they win, and sometimes people are still mad. That's how, true. How's that? I mean, that is how's that for that's actually about analysis. as best. That's about as good as you can get with analysis on the Nuggets. <laughs> that's a definition actually. of a 9-9 nine nine team that's right there. That's a 9-9 nine team. Oh, yeah. I knew that. So that they played was. at least 10 games, and they're 9-9. <laughs> that's at least 10. <laughs> that is for sure. Almost, I think it's, you know, around 20. Uh, That's true. So, uh, let's uh, go ahead and pass this uh, baton over to you guys. And <laughs> What's funny? Break, break this down. At 9-9, nine and nine, there's still a sixth seed in the Western Conference. So, I mean, things are still very much so bunched up in the NBA. because the Lakers suck. Yeah. Well, uh, even if the Lakers were good, they'd be the seventh seed. So, With only 62 games remaining in the season. Oh, only 62. They're sitting in the sixth spot. But even like post-game. Just, just tell me when it's time to talk about the uh, Denver Stiffs comment section, and then uh, I'll be back in. Continue. All right. Sounds good. Ross has gone and made himself a cappuccino. <laughs> Ross is with uh, Renee the intern getting some more hot pizza. Cooking. Yes. Uh, nuggets, nine and nine, you know. Yeah. Still bunched up in the West. George Carl talked last night about how you know, he doesn't even want to talk about records right now because they're, they're meaningless, basically. I mean, they're still... They are. Nothing to be figured out. Shit ton of road games still to be played. Oh, as Ross pointed out, it's a long season. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did point that out. It's a very long season. It's kind of funny. Their their points their point differential is at zero. They have been scoring 100.7 and giving up 100.7. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Holy I mean, cow. They're the only and that's team. only because they scored like 108 the other night for the first time. And like, oh, they scored 112. 112, yeah. Yeah. Very crazy. They got, the, ta- they they got, got tacos for the people. When did the tacos people? kick in? 108? The tacos ta- uh, kick in at 110. Yeah. Oh, at 110. Mm-hmm. It used to be 108, didn't it? No. Uh, in 2008, yeah, 2009, yeah, it, it was, was 102. 102? Wow. Yes. Let's They've guys. raised uh, the bar. Barack Obama's <laughs> inflationary economy right there. <laughs> But Nuggets are the only team in the league with a zero point. <laughs> the same tacos, they're just worth a lot less. Yeah, it's just true. It's kind of you wouldn't think 
point differential, it doesn't really mean very much right now because obviously with a 500 team, their point differential is going to be either zero or bad. I mean, it makes yeah, sense yeah. that it's at zero. Yeah, it's really it's zero. Oh yeah, 99. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, well, I mean, it, it, weirdly, it I mean, it does make sense. I mean, it shouldn't because if you lose one game by 20 and one by game by one, but I'm going to offend the Matt, the Matt Moores of the world here, but point for differ- who, point uh, differential who, and stats mean nothing. That? Matt Moore, the uh, writer for uh, oh yeah, basketball writer for CBS Sports. Yeah, he was uh, sitting in that chair just a few months ago. Yes, and the guy who's not from Chicago, and <laughs> he um, that's what he says. <laughs> I can spot a Chicago. I mean, point, point differential. Point differential definitely means something. I mean, the Knicks have the top point di- differential in the East, and they're the number one seed. The two uh, best in the West are the one and the three seed. So, I mean, it is a good indicator of Well, yeah, but the, how many of those season. teams have played most of their games at home? I mean, the Knicks have played almost all their games at home this year, haven't they? Uh, 41, half, 41. Seven at Dead home, Martin. nine on the road. 41 and Never mind then. Um, uh, it's 50. <laughs> if you guys are suggesting that you need to score more points than the other team in order to win, then... I mean, how many of those? Let me put it this way: How many of those people have, have teams have played twelve road games and six home games? You know, it's just it's the point differential in that sense. It doesn't take into account road games. It doesn't take into account all those fact factors that play into having a horrendous early schedule like the Nuggets have had. Which you know, listen, I, I can only take that stat so far because you know sometimes circumstances dictate that it's going to be skewed. Yeah, and like we, we were talking about earlier today, you know, if the Nuggets had twelve home games on the year, they'd probably be ten and two at home. And if they had six road games, you know, they, what if they were only, you know, they're three and three? I mean, it's going to have the record at thirteen and five, and people aren't even going to be worried about them at that point. Exactly. But right now, the Nuggets are five hundred, heavy road schedule, and people are like, they're not going to make the playoffs. This team stinks. This and that. And it's mm-hmm. like we don't know who this team is yet. There's no way. I mean, this is just. It's just they've been. So inconsistent, and to be honest with you, they've just got to. As uh, you and I spoke earlier today about this, Nate, I mean, they've just got to figure a couple things out. Primarily, Ty Lawson um, looks like Gallo has rounded into shape a bit. Um, the McGee is schizophrenic, you know, and um, Eguadala had a horrible game yesterday. Uh- in a sense, I mean, he did have eight assists. I like he had eight assists, but it, it was just like I was talking with someone, a basketball writer, and about it. And then there was a, a guy on Twitter who mentioned it to me. He said he looked disengaged, a little bit disengaged from the flow of the offense. It was just like he was not there, and that doesn't, you know, indicate anything in the future. But it just like it was like he wasn't quite there. He wasn't engaged on the offensive end. He wasn't seeking the ball, you know. He was very passive, very, you know, leave it to Ty Lawson. And, um, he's not – it's like almost like he's not sure if he's the go-to guy, that he's the leader of the team. And every night they go and play, it's almost like they don't know who's going to be the leader of the team. They don't know who to, you know – Who's going to go out there and carry the team? It's like there's a new guy every night, and and I've heard people spin that as a, as a positive. It's like everybody contributes on different nights, and every night there's a different guy who steps up, yeah, except for you know half the games where nobody steps up, and maybe the guys that do step up aren't qualified to be the leader of the team. Well, it's funny when you We're look talking at about this all the time. Yeah. There's no, there's no, 
the, there's no identity to this team. You need a guy. I don't know if you need a guy. I mean, look at San Antonio, and I mean, well, they have their guys. I mean, they have obviously it's Tony Parker, it's Tim Duncan, it's still Manu, and you know when those guys. You know, every time you watch the Spurs, that those guys are going to be the main cogs, but the people around them don't just fall asleep at the wheel. I mean, they're still like very much contributing to the success of that team. So it's almost like you have two tiers. You have like you know your stars for San Antonio, and then you have the role players. But the role players are better than almost half the league starters, you could say. That's true. But with the Nuggets, I mean, you just you have yeah, they're almost kind of I've seen it talked about with the word rudderless. You know, they kind of don't really have it. And with Iguodala, perhaps. When he was stepping up last week and really kind of asserting himself, maybe – I don't know if it's true or not, but maybe he's taking a step back to see if some other guys will step up into the mix. I will say this. This is my theory in this. I think this is the, what George Carl wanted because I know he wants Gallo – Chaos. He wants, Gallo, he wants chaos. Ty. <laughs> yeah, chaos. He wants Good chaos. strategy. <laughs> it's very into H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> and he wants Gallo, Ty, and Iguodala to be – Nice H.P. Lovecraft reference. <laughs> That's what you get for when Jeff Morton is in the Palatial Studios. H.P. Lovecraft references. Is that a music group, I'm assuming? H.P. Lovecraft references and gay jokes. Hey, um, if you're a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, check out audibletrial.com for your free audiobook of Necronomicon. <laughs> the shadow at a time. Wait for them man. tried to explain those satanic symbols to you over an audiobook. <laughs> the Call of Cthulhu. Um, and... What was this I like, saying? This, you, is, this, this is, is what George Carl wants. Uh, this like, is what, this George, is what yeah. George Carl wants. George, George, George Carl wants these guys. You're say he's a genius and nobody else no. understands what he's doing. No. But he understands and we'll all be sitting back and looking at the success later as long as we just put our support and faith in George Carl. Is that what you're going to say? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Swing a miss by Ross. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you went big though. I, I appreciate that. Um, this is, this is the thing. I, George, Unfortunately, has done created this monster himself because there is a by emphasizing team, 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 team. He has really subverted people from stepping up. I think his philosophy has essentially stunted the growth of a lot of these players. Who, by him saying no one's better than blah blah team, clean team. Listen, there's only. 15 players on the roster, of which maybe eight or nine play, you need alpha dogs, okay? Even in the NFL, which is the, you know, the United League of the mediocre in general most of the time, they have alpha dogs, okay? The Nuggets need alpha dogs, and quite frankly, if they keep emphasizing, well, we're doing it differently, they're going to keep subverting that. So they need to, if he says publicly, which he, I don't never think he really truly believes, but if he said publicly that he wants Ty Lawson, Andre Iguodala, and Danilo Gallinari to step up, well, then that's what needs to happen. But why does he have to say it publicly? I want to know what he's saying to the guys in practice. No, oh, that's what he does say publicly. Oh. Well, what, what's going on in practice? I still don't understand. Well, that. our our correspondent uh, here is uh, Nuggets practice. I mean, one. like honestly, like what the, what does George Carl do other than manage a bunch of? I mean, I don't even know what he's doing. Like, I have no idea what he's doing to you know make this team more successful. It, it seems to be just kind of like he's there and he doesn't piss anybody off, and he's just kind of like. You know, he doesn't seem to have a lot of emotion. He doesn't really seem to have a lot of opinions. Uh, he seems just kind of like he's there, like a middle manager almost. Like, 
you know, like he's just there to appease the ownership and then to appease the egos on the team. But I don't see any, I don't see any fire. I don't see any. Let's see, is he kind of changed his philosophy, Jeff, to where he's he's a big practice coach, and then once it's game time, that's kind of like the players' time to actually incorporate what they've learned in practice, which is terrible. And he kind of. You know, I don't know if he sits back because he's definitely coaching during games, but he, I think that's more of what he's about. Is George has never been? But this is the thing, though. George has never been a good in-game coach, even when Melo was here. He's just he's got he's a guy that that yeah. If you want someone like a player to coach players, kind of like with Chauncey Billups, you know, if you want that sort of thing, fine. But you've got the only quote unquote a person who is able to do that sort of thing in Andre Miller coming off the bench. If you were serious about a coach on the floor, you would have Andre Miller in the starting lineup. Andre Miller? Yes. But that's I mean, the that's that's the hope. Andre Miller? I'm not uh, saying, does anybody realize how old Andre Miller is? No, but but and, it's and, but no, no, no. It's not, you're, you're taking it. You're taking a. a you're taking a statement and, okay, ma- and no, making no, it you literal. What you just said was that what, you know the notion is take Andre Miller and start him, and then that will solve like no. that's the that's the player coach. I said if he was literal about a coach on the floor, the only one then who's in there in, in there is is Andre Miller, and so that is not what he believes. So therefore, he's not literal yeah. about that. I don't know. Ty, okay, can Ty Lawson do that? No. I've never seen Ty do anything like that on the floor ever. Yeah, and yeah. you're right. And it just nobody. Seems to, it there's nobody. Seems, there's nobody on this team. It even seems now that even, that role. even Andre Miller. I don't know how engaged he is in the concept of what the Nuggets are doing. It almost yeah. seems like he's kind of doing his his own thing. Isolation offense. He'll throw a lob every once in a while, and then he decides to play. I don't know zero defense or negative defense, if mm-hmm. that's even a, a concept. It's negative. He, he, as he removes yeah, his, that concept exists. His soul leaves his body as he's dribbling them. That exists. Well, I mean, you see him on defense a lot where his, you know, I, I've been preaching about this for like a week. You watch him on defense, his guy is in one corner. He cuts through the paint to go the other corner. Andre follows him from one corner into the paint and stops in the paint, and he doesn't move out of there. Yeah. Andre Miller is the exact perfect example of a guy who never, who, who somehow, miraculously got gifted in the body that he has, right? You look at him and you're like, this guy is not a dominant player, yet he is so overwhelmed with skill, right, that he can coast through a 12-year, however long NBA career. 15. Being 15, all right, being, you know, pretty good, average. But he has, you know, Andre Miller's the last guy you want in this locker room at this point because he doesn't care. He has no drive. He doesn't care. He's just getting his last couple million dollar paychecks before he retires and goes working for TNT or whatever. I mean, if he really and, did like want have a strong desire to win, he would have signed with the Miami Heat and started at point guard for them this season. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, if he could have, I tell you, Chris, he Chris easily yeah. could have. Chris Miami, is, here's Miami my thing. Him. Every time we talk about this, I just keep going back to Chauncey Billups. It's like, God, why? Why did we, you know, Chauncey Billups is the guy you need or a guy like him. And uh, we, we just—I mean, Billups had some good on-floor. He was a good on-floor general, but he also was starting to get to where his mind was telling him he could do things his body could no longer do, and that was stunning. The growth of you know mainly Ty Lawson, who was his backup, and you couldn't you couldn't have Chauncey Billups be here and have Lawson still be here. So I don't think. No, that's worked. true. I mean, I mean, I agree with that point as far as Chauncey goes. But and you'd you know, rather have Lawson than Ty's stunted his own Billups. growth. I, the Nuggets needed to figure out one way or the other if Lawson's going to be the guy for this team, and they've paid him to be the guy for this team, but his play has not indicated he's the guy for this team as of yet. 
And uh, if you want to boil it down to the nub, that's the problem because George wants the, the point guard to be the coach on the floor, and I've just never seen Ty do that. Well, I, it's just because he doesn't have it in his personality. Dude, I watched the, the Blazers game last night. They came back there. Really? Yeah, they're down 15 points with five minutes left, and I'm watching Damian Lillard, and I'm just like, this guy's doing stuff as a rookie that you just – I mean, you just know when a guy has yep. it, and he just has it, you yep. know? And it's like, you know, those special Michael Jordan-type players. Irving. You know, Irving Kyrie Irving, all, like Derrick Rose, Derek Rose, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. You, you just know from, like, the first few games in the NBA that these guys just have something different that nobody else possesses. And, mm-hmm. like, that's what the, – the Nuggets haven't found that yet. Yep, and Lillard, I mean, Portland lucked out big time with the Lillard pick, and that's, that is, they're going to be set for a long time because of, uh, drafting Damian Lillard. Well, brighter news, National Hockey League is still on lockout. That ain't coming back either. <laughs> I hope not. I was talking with a, a hockey writer that was just like, this thing is not coming back. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, nothing makes me happier. You know, the best part is I never even think about it. I don't wake up every morning and go, thank God hockey's not around. It never even crosses my mind until just now when I was thinking, well, now shouldn't the Nuggets have more money since, you know, <laughs> the hockey's gone, right? It shouldn't. They don't have but to I pay But I guess maybe guys. they have less money because idiots aren't paying to watch that garbage sport. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Nuggets, Nuggets have a uh, huge another – Back to the basketball talk. Well, he's got – Trying to mix in hockey. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap up the basketball <laughs> so we can move on to brighter things. But another road trip for Denver uh, this week, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. They're in Atlanta, Indiana, and then they play the New York Knicks in New York. Be sure and come to uh, Stiff's Night Out. Denver Stiff's Night Out. When's that? December 7th? December 9th. December 9th. At uh, Jake's Food and Spirits. On a Sunday night. On a Sunday night. So we really want you to come out and uh, go down to the Rhino River North Arts District and enjoy a uh, Chipotle burger. Is that what you had the last time? I can't stop thinking about it. That's right. I can't. Like I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm like... We're sitting out back. That's right. And well, listen, that that looked good. I, I, I I'm going. I think I'm going to go burger on Sunday for sure. Oh, get it. See, I, I, I think it, you and I did our one. usual uh, uh, cheesesteak. I went with the cheesesteak. Chicken. You went. You, you did. You know, yeah, he does the chicken. chicken. Well, the, the the problem was I asked for cheddar cheese, and they gave me cheese whiz. I didn't. I didn't say I want a cheese whiz anywhere near that thing. And it just. Uh, I'm not a big cheese whiz guy, so. But that's that's like the, that's like the traditional thing, man. You gotta have cheese whiz on a cheesesteak. Everything you, you didn't order... have cheese whiz on your cheesesteak, did you? Yeah, but oh, you, you didn't have up. steak on your cheesesteak. <laughs> no, I you went... had chicken. I wanted a freaking chicken sandwich with peppers on. <laughs> I didn't want a Philly cheesesteak. I just wanted a chicken damn sandwich. <laughs> I wanted Philly cheesesteak sands the Philly and the cheese. <laughs> hey, were those were those jalapenos by there? Were those pickled? I think they might have been, uh, no, I think they were, uh, I think they were, I think they were breaded. Still in your own line. Breaded? They were breaded. They were like, uh, breaded and deep fried, but I think they were fresh. Is that still fresh cut though? I mean. Well, they were freshly cut and then, uh, battered and then deep fried. Well, they do the fried pickles at, uh, at, uh, Jake's Wooden Spirits, so. Yeah, so these were like fried jalapenos. Jalapenos. We're gonna get, but we got uh, tickets to give away to that Memphis Grizzlies game in uh, Denver on December the 14th, as well as a bunch of T-shirt jerseys again, too. So we'll be 
doing that at Stiff's Night Out. ColoradoStiffs.biz. Check it out. <laughs> Greatest Nuggets blog. Basketball slash hockey blog. <laughs> the award-winning ColoradoStiffs.biz. <laughs> it's, it's about embalming people. By the way, Ross, I still think I think we had a shot at the Westward Podcast Award until you went on that riff, damning them on the internet. God damn you, Westward! <laughs> Before the show. No, we never. It was rigged from the beginning. It yeah, rigged, from the rigged beginning. in our favor. I paid those people a lot of money to win that award, and you screwed really? us. Maybe we should just so that's that what you get though. Pay for advertising. So that's what you get, though, for paying hipsters. <laughs> Double-crossing hipsters. They're like, I don't care, man. Some dude tried to pay me. And I was like, whatever, man. Yeah, I was I- listening to podcasts before they were popular. I was listening to <laughs> I took Explosions his in the Sky and the Yo Mama Tambien remix. <laughs> Did, so did you report him? No, I took his money. I just voted for somebody else to win. <laughs> God, and then somebody I bought win. Coke Kinda. and gave it to homeless people. <laughs> I rode my bike down to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> bought Coke and gave it to homeless people. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. Some hot, some, coming some hot, fresh Broncos talk right after this. Hot and fresh. <laughs> The Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, yes. They had a nice, nice Is it over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Where are you going, Denver Broncos? <laughs> big game against Tampa Bay. <laughs> Buccaneers. It was awesome. Big game. Big game. It's phenomenal. You guys doing okay? <laughs> they won. <laughs> We're just we're just riffing until you get back. We're just talking about how great this Broncos game was against the Buccaneers. Well, it wasn't a great first half, but it was a great second half. I didn't mind the first half. I thought it was fine. You know, everybody goes into panic mode all the time. Hey, here was my big takeaway from this game. Uh, this David Martin guy for the Buccaneers, the running Doug. back, Doug. Ham- Doug. Was it when they call him? Were they call him Hamster Muscles? <laughs> the muscle hamster. Muscle hamster, yeah. So they're calling this guy muscle hamster, and all I can David think Miller? of... David Miller? This David Miller feller. <laughs> with the... Tampa the, Bay the dot... Tampa Bay uh, Raiders. Tampa Bay dot gov. Oh, by the way, do you notice? Yeah, I, I did notice. No Tampa Bay cargo shorts today. He burned him. I told you he's going to burn them. <laughs> the weather, the, we- the leaves have fallen, and uh, the uh, old uh, old Tampa Bay Buccaneer cargo shorts that Jeff Morton usually wears over here mm-hmm. are... Uh, mm-hmm. In storage. So, Doug Martin, my big takeaway. You guys took the focus off me I'm here. Sorry. For a second. I'm going to bring it back. Sorry, Nate. Uh, they call this guy the muscle hamster, and all I could think the entire game was they call him muscle hamster, yet his face looks incredibly fat in that helmet. That's all I could think about every time I saw him. I was like, this guy's no muscle hamster. He's got the fat face in the helmet. His helmet looked like it was literally ready to snap because his face was squishing it out. <laughs> I. That's what muscle hamster is. You know, you mentioned that last week and I, and I just pretended that I knew what you were talking about <laughs> by nodding, which is always a good thing to do. Nod uh, on, yeah. a, on a podcast. Yeah, that's what they call uh, David, like, uh, you, Did you just say muscle hamster or hamster I say, muscle? I say yes to everything people ask me. Like, I've do you never, know this? I'm like, oh yeah. I've never. They call him muscle hamster. Whenever I hear that, I keep thinking of Brandon Marshall call, saying, um, Porter uh, on the Miami Dolphins was a uh, had popcorn muscles. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and he was, he was a beach, he was a beach muscle guy. Whatever happened to that Porter guy the Broncos had, Tracy Porter? Is he even on the team anymore? Um, he's having seizures the last time I, <laughs> I, I love how every time we talk about the Broncos, you bring up guys that like, whatever happened to Raheem Moore? <laughs> Why don't we talk about Von Miller? Can we talk about Von Miller or Peyton Manning, please? Instead of talking about Tracy Porter Those and Raheem Moore? Those are the only two guys Moore? you ever talk about. Von Miller, he's probably going to tell us he's the best defensive player in the NFL. This well, week. does a pick six not <laughs> contribute to that? By the way, does, is the evidence not mounting more and more and more every week? Does he not prove himself more? I was watching. And this. should we just not talk about him? Are you the, not entertained? We have the best player in the league, <laughs> offense and defense, and you don't want to talk about Von Miller. He wanted to talk about Tracy Porter. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, with Von with Von Miller in mind here, I was watching the game on DVR and I completely forgot that I was like half a quarter behind. And on Twitter, I see something about a pick six, and I'm like, what are they talking about? And I was like, wait a minute, am I on, like, DVR still? And I'm, like, fast-forwarding, and I'm like, oh, I'm behind by about five minutes in this game. <laughs> totally ruined that Totally ruined that play for me. Your life must be very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you can't manage your social media and your DVR at the same time, Nate. I was in a damn whirlwind of internet. Was, what the hell's happening here? <laughs> I was I was literally tangled up in the interwebs. It was a mess. <laughs> well, you know, overall it was uh it was a good game and um I think there was people freaking out about about the, the Broncos making it close at the end. Back when they like I think it was actually Tampa that made it close. Denver won that game, Jeff. The Broncos made it close. Are you sure? Do you even know who won Tibbins? Did you ever finish watching this game? <laughs> no, I paused it. I got no clue what the final score is. I'm on pause still. I'm about mid-third quarter. Broncos are up, though. That's for sure. He was going to tune into the Colorado sports dudes to figure out what the score was. He's like, well, the Hornets, the Hornets and the Spurs were playing. And I got on the Colorado sports dudes, uh, .org, and it was just telling me how to grow my own medical marijuana. So bad news, don't know who won the game. Good news, I got about six plants growing in my house. <laughs> That's Westward. You tuned into Westward. <laughs> uh, so Peyton Manning was good, huh? He had a fine ball game. He was freaking fantastic. I suppose you don't want to talk about him either because we always talk about Peyton Manning. Why aren't we talking about Whatever happened Ryan to Howard, Clady? Howard or... Ryan <laughs> Lance Ball had two carries for negative two yards. We got to break this down. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, key clog to this team. Clog, cog. <laughs> so we talked about mus- muscle hamster. <laughs> I think you might have a natural gas leak in here, Ross. Something's wrong. I don't know if it's natural gas. We've gotten, it's the cat's box, the cat box in there. <laughs> oh, my God. We've gotten way it's off track. ammonia. <laughs> you, want, you want boxes of shit in your house? Get a cat. <laughs> Podcast has been derailed. Derailed. <laughs> it just reminds me of an, I have to say this. I don't know why. Oh, here we go. Reminds me of an Onion article, uh, headline. It was, uh, independent minded cat shits outside the box. <laughs> I did see that. That is funny. That is funny. Oh, it's good. <laughs> so, Let's try to bring something here. All right. So this game, wasn't it another game, though, where you're just like, 
you're just not worried about the Broncos losing this thing. No. Like, like sure, Tampa made it close, but it was like, yeah, they're just, it was like garbage time. They're scoring some meaningless. Yeah, points. they did. I mean, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't anything to worry about. That third quarter was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, don't spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it for Timmons. He's got eight episodes of, of, uh, singled out to watch. <laughs> singled out. I found the box set on DVD. <laughs> I bought, I bought oh, no, it on no. our Amazon Damn I clicked the banner. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. I'm completely lost. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, this uh, podcast is <laughs> brought to you by... Uh, <laughs> By the, uh, um, so yeah, anyway, a great third quarter. 64. <laughs> it was a great third quarter and it was, um, that pass, that's, what was it, that second touchdown Peyton Manning threw to Demarius Thomas. To Demarius Thomas at the back of the end zone was amazing. That is one thing that, <laughs> that, that pass specifically, back on track here guys, specifically that pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, every, especially during the first few games, people were wondering about Peyton Manning's arm strength and yeah. can he get it there? And there were some wobblies in there for sure. Oh, he still throws them, yeah. But that ball, that throw, that throw to Demarius Thomas, I mean, that throw right there exemplifies what Peyton Manning does. I mean, he literally, he doesn't, he knows what's going on. The, the receiver doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. The defender doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Peyton Manning knows everything that's going on. It's like on. a computer. He threw a pass to Noshan Moreno who was sitting on the ground. That was amazing. He was lying on the ground and he threw the ball to him for a first down. For a first down. Yeah, that was, you see Greg Schiano giving him the, the kudos <laughs> after that. And you know what? And you look at that replay, even, Schiano didn't know what he was doing. You know yeah. what I mean? He did not even know. Oh wow, that was a great pass. I'm gonna go over and show some, you know, moment of good sports. No, he had no idea. He literally just was like, "Oh my god, that was incredible!" And it was <laughs> reflex. That was reflex. Yeah. Like th- that was like that is one of the greatest, like, cool, oh, cool, not the greatest plays, but one of the coolest plays ever. Throws the that was ball. one of the greatest improvised plays. And I mean, by the way, awesome. No Sean Moreno, that was not like it just didn't oh, hit him in the numbers. One, he caught it with one. That hand. was like yeah. pure athletic improv stuff. He even got up and got another like two yards off of that. It play was too. awesome. Like that. That game was so fun to watch. Stuff like that. It was. It was that pass that Peyton Manning hit Demarius in the back of the end zone. Oh, that was amazing. About. Comes pass. around. Oh. Literally, Demarius Thomas like comes around and the ball is just there. It wasn't. He didn't it. even turn. He slightly moved his shoulder and it was there. Yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, other than John Elway, but John Elway would just. I mean, the pass would be going seventy-five miles an hour, and he would <laughs> right. be hoping and praying that it would get through the defender. With Peyton Manning, it's like he's like the Mr. Computer. So he's like, okay, this gradient over here, and if I adjust for the wind, and damn, he gets it right to him. Yep. It's plays <clears> like that. It's plays like that. that the, the he pass is the Nate Timmons. No Sean Moreno. <laughs> Football. Don't ever say that. <laughs> Peyton Manning is watching uh, the the play on the field more than the referees are. Yeah. You know what I mean? He had to, he hurried up and and ran like a weird. It was like fourth and uh, or third and four and yeah. runs like a dive play with with uh, Moreno, right? I think yeah. he was just doing the same play, one yard, right? Just one yard play. Like you'd never do that on third and fourth. 
no no play, right? All right, no first down. But he knew that they had 12 guys on the field to the point where they had to waste a timeout, then throw a challenge flag, and then get the first down on well, the did replay. Did you hear Manning? Because after- even the referees weren't paying attention. Did you hear Manning after the game? Are you talking about that? They I were did saying not. Like, like a reporter asked him about that, and he asked him about the, the like, well, you know, how'd you feel about that uh, 12 men on the field that, um, you know, the sideline didn't see? <laughs> and uh, Peyton says, you're including the refs in that, aren't you? Oh, he did. <laughs> Says you are. Okay, good because they didn't see it either. That's crazy, man. That <laughs> well, is crazy. The best part was when he went after that play. He just went sprinting to the sideline to whoever would listen, like call a timeout, oh, yeah, you like, challenge see, that yeah. play. Like he was yeah. like, "Hello." He's I like, was listening to that in the, <laughs> on the radio because I was coming down from the mountains back here, and I was dressed like trying as fast as I could to get back home to watch the game. And Eddie I, Mack and Dave Logan. And, uh, yeah, Eddie Mack and Dave Logan. And they were like, oh, Peyton Manning is furious about something. I mean, Peyton, uh, Dave Logan and Eddie Mack didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and they're in the booth, right? It, is Peyton Manning as as good as he's ever been? Well, here's here's one thing that that's right now. I mean, I he's an MVP as far as I'm concerned. Without question. And if it's not him, it's, it's Vaughn Miller. And one thing I'm yeah, upset about right. with – so in, in the NBA, you have your local TV guys like Altitude has Scott Hastings and Chris Marlowe, local guys who do the games that have an insight on the team that kind of know the day to day. With football, you have these national guys doing the games each week. John they, Lynch. They get in a little bit with the team and they know some and they spend some time with them, but they just don't like, like during the game. I don't know if it was Lynch or the other guy. They said Peyton Manning completed some pass, and they're like, well, you know, he just doesn't have the arm that he used to. He doesn't have the arm strength anymore. And then you see him fire some bullets, and it's like, Have what are you talking about? You have no idea. Like, you sound, to everyone in Colorado, like an idiot right now. I would These be guys were the Dick worst Stockton. I've ever, ever heard. And I'm sorry to say John Lynch was horrible, horrible doing that. And it w- they, they literally, you could tell they were making up everything that they were saying. There was no continuity. Mm-hmm. They would say one thing and in the same sentence, like, contradict themselves. Yeah. And I think at one point, John Lynch said, you know, something along the lines of setting the precedent here by being the first guy to do what has already been done. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you're just literally what? saying words. Yeah. You're just coming up with words, you know, like noun, adjective, verb, or, or however it works, you know, that structure. But it made absolutely no sense. I was very disappointed. But granted, this was a home game against an NFC team, so that's going on Fox. You know that that's third or fourth string comment or, you yeah. know, commentary there. Well, let's face it, even even Buck, it was the Joe only Buck is not that good. It's the only so. freaking Fox. Joe Buck's horrible. It was Joe the Buck only, is horrible. It was and only, he goes in for a touchdown. He that just, was the only game on the Fox, though. The yeah. Like, how did they not give you better announcers? It was the only game they had all day on national TV. It's like, Wait, on. wait, for us, right, regionally. For our market, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure that there was some other NFC you know, games going on. Featuring yeah. an eight and three team though? Come on. It's the Broncos. Give us the best. That's, that's what we're true. used to. Well that's the thing. I mean that's why you end up with these crappy, you know, this time of year, these crappy 
Monday was, night and Sunday Yeah, it's not, games. you know, Don Cricky and Bob Trump. Yeah. You know, I was, I was I impressed with Tampa's... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Don Cricky and Bob Trumpy and... Uh, you know, Jeff, you say... Dick Enberg. But I swear to God, you know about things that are... Yeah, you're at least 40. <laughs> you're <laughs> minimum of 40. You're an old soul. <laughs> I, unfortunately, this is true. Unfortunately, this is true. You're, like, you're the only guy in this room who's seen Newt Rockney coach live or something. <laughs> I actually... One one for the Gipper ones. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed I, in this game with, with with Tampa's run defense. I mean, Denver really couldn't establish anything on. Well, the they're ground. number one in the league. They were number one. I think they're number two now. Yeah. So I mean, I was I was very impressed with them just being able to basically shut down Noshan. It looked like Noshan couldn't really get anything unless it was a perfectly blocked play, which is what we've been critical about him yeah. with is not being able to improvise when things break down. Yeah. You know, he still dances too much, and it's like you just gotta hit the hole, man. Just go. Have microphones, by the way, gotten better? Those telescopic microphones. And, you know, when you're watching the game, like, you can hear basically everything the quarterback is saying. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys hear that? Like, all I hear is this when Peyton Manning is. Hurry, hurry! Did you guys hear this? Hurry, hurry! <laughs> or, or, before every, or every, Omaha! Like part of Omaha! Yeah. Omaha! <laughs> like, you can hear it so perfectly. And like, I, don't I don't know. Remember ever hearing that I don't, that I don't, type of precision? Like I can hear exactly what he's saying. I don't. I don't oh, know. Oh, if, oh, I don't. Mike, I, Mike, Mike. Yeah, I don't know if he bellows it like he's having his leg chopped off, like you were doing. But I think he yells "Hurry, hurry!" just to tell the defensive <laughs> hurry, guy, like, so the defensive guys get messed up. Like every single play, Peyton's trying that hard. Well, you count. remember John Elway? Well, Red yeah. ninety eight. Yeah, Red ninety eight. Yeah, but he didn't say like sentences, you know. Like he wasn't like hurry on the way to Omaha, <laughs> and then stop everything. Let him get him on that. Time. Ogallala Sioux. Ogallala <laughs> on the way to Omaha, about nine hours from here, from what I remember. My <laughs> you drove to Omaha for a wedding one time. Yes, you went to a wedding in Omaha. I did indeed. I did indeed. Beautiful, beautiful reception. Hopefully there's a good that's friend, a, though. Good friend. Yeah, family. Oh, family. Yeah. I'll yeah, see. That's, some, that's something you only do because you have to. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, the Broncos defense, so getting back to the game, Broncos defense was awesome because I, I was I was I guess, worried yeah. about Tampa's offense. It was like Josh Freeman has, can put up big numbers. They have a great receiving core. This running back's been having big games. They get 251 yards against the Raiders the other day. So, I don't know. Uh, I thought Denver's D did great of just shutting Tampa down. Yeah, was it uh, Unrhyme had the first, which I yeah. missed. I missed it as I, well. I missed it. Uh, I saw it. I didn't even see it, hear it on the radio. And then he's the guy who uh, basically disrupted that that pass where oh, Von where, Miller got yeah, the where pick Von six. Miller got it. Yeah, and he had himself a good game. This this team, this Broncos team, is legit. And 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 I I, I think back to you know last week when everybody's kind of. You know, there's this this thing that people do if they want to be they want to be considered credible, then they have to be pessimistic. You know what I mean? Like if you're a, if you're a local sports blogger or a podcaster or whatever, it's like the only way you can seem credible is if you are going to kind of take everybody down a peg or two, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. last week and with the Chiefs game, it seemed like everybody was like, "Well, this legitimizes my point of view is that these Broncos really have a lot to worry about." And surprise, surprise, Bronco fans. Uh, the Broncos might not win the Super Bowl this year. And it's like, okay, yeah, how safe of a position is that? Yeah. You know, still, even though the Broncos are looking good, come on. Of course you could say, oh, they're probably not going to win. 
Right, and nobody's ever going to remember that, you know, if they do. Yeah, they, but if they don't, you can always look back and say, "Oh, I told you." You know, I said in week twelve that the Broncos, you know, had a lot of blah blah blah, and it's like that's not the way sports work. Sports don't work that way. Sports yeah. work that you have you write on emotion and wave and and discipline and and and, and all that stuff. And I, I see no difference between the Broncos and and any other elite team yeah. in this league. And this this team this game this game was evidence of that. They they. They they struggled early. They went in halftime. They figured it out and they came back and they dominated. And I love that. I love thinking about that. Well, it was, no matter how hard it is for Peyton Manning in that first half, I don't think it's hard for he's I, gonna I figure think he it out. It and at halftime, they're gonna. I think he does it on purpose. I mean, I'm really starting to think that the pattern is for him to figure out everything during the first half, and then kick ass in the second half because it just. There was running some plays that were bizarre, like like you were pointing out. The actually, um, this was even after that. The, the they had two successive draw plays that went nowhere, um, right towards the end of the half, I think. And it was it was right at the fifty yard line. It got him out of field goal range. And I'm thinking, why is he doing that? And I was like, after the, after they came back from half, it's like boom, 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 boom. You know, like bam, bam, and kapow, kapow, like. You know. <laughs> I'm sure whatever you're thinking in your head as you say that, everybody else is right on the same page. Yeah. And <laughs> I was thinking, hey, actually, in my head, so that works. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> is it like that KOA? Bow. Every time they talk about the Rockies, they play boom, boom, boom. Because that's only like a five-year-old song. <laughs> they still think it's cool. Yes, they do. So anyway, yeah, but he, he, he like figured it out. Gotta get that. <laughs> yes, he did. And he figured it out, and that's the way he works. I mean, it's like it's like. You can only fool him for so long. It's like even the Patriots game where they looked like ass. They still, the second half were like figured out what the Patriots were doing, you know? So I think that's kind of how they're setting up the offense to go this year. I really do think it's purposeful that they do it that way. Yeah. So he's just unlocking, uh, you know, the puzzle and then he, by halftime, he's figured it out and then he just comes out and just, you know, exactly. It back together. Exactly. Now, should we just. Mention this. Did Prater miss another field goal? Did, was that a nightmare? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he Prater. missed another one. Well, you, one. he can't he missed do any another one. It's, it's all, it's 40 to 49 yards. This one was like, it was four over 40. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He makes all the ones, uh, 10 to 13, no, 10, he 10, misses 15. All, field goals all the time. No, now. he doesn't. 15 he's, to 30. He's and lost then it. To 15 to 39 and then 50 and over. He makes. Has he missed one the last four games, is it? Four games. He's yeah. missed a lot. And before that, he was perfect on the season, right? I just hope he's doing okay, you know? Mm. Like, I wonder what's going on in his personal life. I don't know. You know what I mean? Are you, th- are you thinking Denny Nagel? <laughs> Denny Nagel. <laughs> thinking he needs to get out there and have a couple of tall boys before each game or Yeah, something. man. The night before, you know? Don't. Everybody's sitting around like, remember when Prater used to be cool? <laughs> Remember back in 2011? He started hanging out with Colquitt too much and going to church. Oh, Colquitt. Yeah, he he missed his first one against Carolina and since then he was two for three that game, three for four against San Diego, one for three against Kansas City and one of two against Tampa. So he's got to get, come on, Prater. He's been singing your phrases for years. Prater, let me just say something. This is a message out to Prater. Remember years ago? When the whole crowd was chanting, Prater, 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 every time you kick the ball off, I started that, Matt Prater. That was me. Okay? 
cool story, bro. So just remember, this is I care about you, bro. Come on, Prater. Oh, Matt Prater. On, maybe Matt he Prater. maybe he needs to start thanking God like uh, Colquitt does every time he gets a punt inside the twenty. I thought Colquitt was thanking Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> so as uh, Broncos got the Raiders coming up, I mean you got to beat the Raiders. They're three and nine. They are essentially battling for the number one overall pick, which they desperately need. So they shouldn't pose much of a threat, right? Uh, I thought they gave up their first pick. To get uh, oh god that's right for Carson Carson Palmer, Palmer so they're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Raiders do have something to play for. You know a lot game. about sports. You know that, <laughs> Jeff Morton. I'd like to thank my agent. <laughs> I thought you were the agent. I am. Uh, I'm looking right past this Oakland game. Same you're not supposed to do that, even though it's a short week. You're not and, supposed uh, to do that. I'm looking right hey, Ross, past guess this. Guess what? You don't play for the team, so you can look forward <laughs> to all you want. <laughs> I'm looking right past this. You're, one. you're looking past the battle of the birds. The battle of the. Watch your mouth. <laughs> watch. Looking right past this to the battle of the, the 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 horse versus the birds. Right. Is that what we got? Edgar Allen coming up. And if they're the playing Steelers. If the Steelers can beat Baltimore in Baltimore, then the Broncos can destroy. If Charlie Batch can beat Baltimore, I mean, I, Baltimore. I, I predicted the Pittsburgh win, so it doesn't surprise me that they won that game. Mm-hmm. But I mean, nine and three now for Baltimore, New England, and Denver. So I mean, that's a battle for the two seed. It's right there. <laughs> well, there. well, that but Baltimore plays Washington this week. It could be a loss. I'm I'm probably a little heads up towards Thursday. Probably going to take Washington in that game. And Washington won this weekend, right? Yep. Then will they beat uh, the New York, the New York Giants, Giants last night? Yeah. That should be good. But yeah, I a mean, lot of action. A lot of action. A lot of action. Hopefully the team isn't Robert looking past. You know, I don't think Peyton would let them look past. So I mean, that's good. I like that. All right. Number eighty-one, boys. I think that's going to about do it for us. Yeah. I've been on a lot of these. This is like number 10 for me. Is it? Seems like more or less. I don't know. <laughs> the great Ross. Seems like more or less for sure. <laughs> that is true. How long have you been here and who are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, you know, Nuggets Nuggets looking about the same. See you. Uh, they're not going to hire the right guy. And the Broncos <laughs> looking to stretch it to, what, eight in a row? Yep. Eight in a row. Let's put this one in the books and we'll see you guys on Thursday. See you.